takallufan. That they had the least amount of formalities. No long stories about them. Very simple, straightforward procedures. No protocols and no red tape. Unfortunately, all the protocols and red tapes and all that makes life very complicated. The very remarkable way in this, in which this has been highlighted to us in the lives of the Sahaba, the incident which we once discussed not too long ago, when Hazrat Salman, Hazrat Abu Darda, that Hazrat Abu Darda went to put the proposal for Hazrat Salman, and they said, no, we want to get our daughter married to you, not to him. And the nikah took place there and there. And he came out and informed him that what do I tell you, this is what happened. He said, well, you shouldn't be feeling anything about it. I should be feeling something. That why did I, my mind go to that person who Allah Ta'ala had written for you. But the lesson in the whole thing was there was no takalluf. Simple, straightforward. They were interested in having the nikah performed. The nikah could perform there and there. And that was the end of it. So when there's no takallufat, there's no formalities, unnecessary formalities, life remains very simple, very easy. So in any case, we were talking about, we diverted from this that a person shows love, affection, happiness by means of food. So this is a need of a human being. When the day of Eid comes, this has been not just something allowed, it has been made a part of the day. When the hadith Nabi ﷺ has clearly instructed that la tasumu fi hadhil ayyam that you are not allowed to fast in these days. Fasting has been made forbidden because it's a day of Eid, day of rejoicing. So you cannot fast. Person fast, he'll be sinning. <coughs> so that has been given to him. Express your happiness and joy in this manner. A person expresses his happiness with clothing. The day of Eid comes, he's been given this instructions, how to say, but on the level of mustahab, that he should wear the best clothes that he has, not necessarily the new clothes, that he has to have new clothes. That is not something that is mentioned anywhere. What is mentioned is whatever best he owns. Wear that. So he's been given all the opportunity to express this joy and all the various other things that go with it. But Eid, the celebration of a mu'min. What is the celebration of a mu'min? How does he celebrate? The celebration of a mu'min, the Eid, occasion of Eid, is from the evening before, from Maghrib time, Eid comes in, the announcement is made, it's the 29th night, that the moon has been sighted, as soon as that announcement is made, it's like a wave of happiness that just runs across, and the excitement builds up, but how does that night get spent? Or how is it meant to get spent? It's Eid. It's a celebration of a mu'min. It's a day of enjoyment. A day of rejoicing. His day and his night now gets spent. In the way Nabi Salaam taught. Man ahya Lam yamut qalbuhu qulub. That the one who keeps the nights of Eid alive. His heart won't die on the day that hearts will die. The day of Qiyamat. Now this is his day of rejoicing. He will also eat, he'll drink, he'll wear his best clothes. But he's spending already the night before in this way. That his night is now being spent in ibadat more than what he would normally spend. Then the mustahab aspect, the sunnah of Eid is to wake up earlier than normal. 
For what? This too is now again to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So he'll wake up earlier, he'll take a ghusl, and then he will go to the Eid Salah, and he'll go for Fajr Salah, and then he will come back, he'll go for Eid Salah. Now this is his Eid. Daily he goes for five Salah. That too the Muazzin has to call him. There's azan for it. The day of Eid comes, the sixth Salah now. An additional ibadah, an additional Salah, and that too no Muazzin calling him also. There's no azan for Eid Salah. Now this is a celebration of a mu'min. The mu'min's day of celebration has come. So now he goes without even being called. Because he's celebrating. And then how does he go? Other nations all have their own ways of celebrating. Somebody will be beating some drums. And somebody will be blowing some flutes and bugles and whatever. And somebody will be making some hue and cry. And all kinds of various things happen. The mu'min's day of celebration came. He's going to celebrate. So how is he going? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. His entire moments of going for his Eid Salah is in the takbir of Allah Ta'ala. Expressing the greatness of Allah Ta'ala. So every moment of his celebration, he's also happy, he's eating, he's drinking, he is doing all these things. But every moment is getting him closer to Allah Ta'ala. His entire day is a day of ibadat. So, this is a mu'min's Eid. Now when he comes to the Eid Salah, this is the extra ibadat, the extra Salah he's performing for the day. After the Eid Salah, Allah Ta'ala addresses the Malaika. You know, Malaika, these are my servants. And they've come out. That now they've come out excessively beseeching Allah Ta'ala. Ya'ujjuna ila dua That they are persisting in dua. His day of Eid has become a day of dua. Now what the whole purpose of this discussion is, that a mu'min also, this is a human need, that he has to express his joy. But he expresses his joy in such a way that takes him closer to Allah Ta'ala. He expresses his joy in such a way that that joy itself becomes ibadat. His happiness itself becomes a means of getting closer to his creator. And now contrary to that, we are in that time of the year when people take leave of even their intelligence. They call it the silly season. You must behave silly. Now, Any intelligent person is called silly he feels offended with pride and with great uh, sort of claim the t- time of the year is called the silly season. This is a time everybody must get silly. And how is that silliness expressed? That a mu'min though he understood, he'll eat and drink and he'll get closer to Allah Ta'ala. These people eat and drink and then they will come down lower than the level of animals also. In whom illa kal an'am bal hum adal. That they are, the Quran says, like animals rather even lower and worse than that too. Now this will carry on. Unfortunately, this is somebody's way of carrying on with things. That unfortunately will carry on. So that is not within our control about how others carry on about something. If somebody we can explain to, we'll explain. But generally it's not within our control to stop somebody. 
They'll do what they're doing. The issue is how we conduct ourselves. Issue is not their conduct now. The issue is our conduct. The issue is how we respond to this time of the year. So in order to understand this by means of one example, that supposing something happened down in the days of previous years in history somewhere, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, somebody who was an enemy of a family of ours, and that person who was that arch enemy finally succeeded in assassinating that person some centuries back or whatever the case is or maybe some generations back 50 years back, 100 years back and when he managed to do this he got so elated about this got so overjoyed about it that he marked that day as a day of celebration that he overcame whoever he wanted to and his whole clan and people and whatever, they also were so elated about this, this day we are going to mark in the year. This is a day of celebration. Now that day of celebration started 100 years ago. Every year that day comes, they are rejoicing that we manage on this day to overcome that enemy of ours. Who is that enemy of theirs? That enemy was our person. Now anybody who is on that side of the fence, who was the victim, what goes through his heart on their day of celebration? That to the extent that they rejoice, he is in grief. To the extent that they are celebrating, he is in pain. So that carried on now. And time went past, maybe 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. Now as time goes, the origins sometime get obscured. That where did this celebration start from or whatever gets obscured. As the new generations come, they don't even know sometimes where it started off from. And all they know is that it's a day to make merry. So they must carry on. So now any case this carried on. But as time went, that became a more elaborate kind of celebration. Many more things came into it. Very exciting things, a lot of fun-filled activities. All these things that people who live for the dunya, this is how things carry on. And now time passed. And this became a very exciting event. And now two, three generations down the line, now suddenly our children came up, our grandchildren came maybe. And they are insisting now we want to also go. We want to also be part of this. Now we saw what happened. Those grandchildren didn't see. They came now 50 years later. So what goes to the heart of that grandfather? You want to go attend that celebration? The celebration of those who killed your great-grandfather? They're celebrating upon having murdered your great-grandfather. And having murdered your great-grandfather, they marked it a day of joy, of rejoicing. You want to join them? Now, that is something which nobody will tolerate. Now, exactly that example, that was just an example, is how we need to understand these aspects that these celebrations though in this point in time the origins of it and whatever else has all become obscured 95% of them don't know why they're doing it or what they're doing they have no idea it's, it's 
the time to rest. Whatever has been earned the whole year must all be just spent and wasted. Because that is life. That is a actually a cult, a religion that exists in the world. We might be surprised to hear that there is a religion that calls itself hedonism. And the creed and the religion is all about that life is meant to be enjoyed. If there isn't any fun in something, it's not worth living. And if supposing it becomes obvious to a person, this part of that religion, you'll find it in the encyclopedias, that if it becomes obvious that now there's going to be only pain, there's no hope for fun and enjoyment, then suicide is better than living. When that has become the object of life, that is the be-all and end-all of life, that we must just live to enjoy life in terms of the pleasures and leisures of the world, the passions of the world. So if a person doesn't get that, then that's the end result. The person now doesn't seem to have the material enjoyments. So the heart is empty. The heart is not what, the, the enjoyment is not what's from the outside. That's just an artificial thing. The reality is inside. The inside is empty. There's nothing artificial outside now to stimulate that. So what is left? So then the person is either completely dejected, despondent, then starts despairing, and then he wants to start contemplating suicide. So in any case, what we were talking about is that this celebration, though the origins have been obscured now, 95% of them don't even have any idea where it came from. But its roots are in a religion. Its roots are in Christianity. And though that too is all so concocted and corrupted and whatever else, they themselves don't know what they are saying, what date they are giving and what they are claiming all doesn't tie up also. That's another subject and topic on its own. But nevertheless, this is its origin. That it was meant to be a religious observance. And what religious observance? Observance or celebration of shirk. So that person who Allah forbid, kill somebody's great-grandfather up the road a uh, few centuries before, or maybe one century ago, he cannot ever tolerate being part of that person's celebration in any way because of the enmity with that person. So here, celebrating, those who are celebrating kufr and shirk are celebrating war with Allah Ta'ala. Person who is celebrating Kufr and shirk, what is he celebrating? He's celebrating war with Allah Ta'ala. So to become part of that celebration in any way, this is impossible for a mu'min. So a mu'min celebration, as we explained at the beginning, everything takes him closer to Allah Ta'ala. His very Eid starts off with ibadat. His Eid carries on with takbir. His Eid is part of dua. Yes, he will eat, he will drink, he will wear his best clothing. All that will carry on. But every step of the way, he's getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. And here, it's a totally different situation. Everything is upside down. Now, what is important nevertheless, is that we shouldn't confuse two different things. One is, that the rights of every human being, no matter who he is, those rights will be fulfilled. It can be the worst atheist under the sun. 
But if that worst atheist also is dying of hunger and we feed him, we'll get sawab on that. He can be the greatest mushrik of the time, but if that mushrik is somebody's parent, and if that mushrik parent is insisting and pressurizing that son to commit shirk, okay, imagine the situation, that he's committing shirk himself, he's pressurizing that child of his to commit shirk. The Quran Sharif says, Fala Don't obey the parent in that, but wasahibhuma fit dunya ma'rufa. You still be kind to that parent. That mushrik parent also, wala uffin. Don't even say uff to that mushrik parent also. So one is the right of a person. The right of a person won't be trampled upon in any way. Rather, besides fulfilling rights, we'll go ahead and even fulfill or make ihsan on anyone and everyone. To the extent that a person gets rewarded for ihsan on animals too. And if you look in the lives of the Sahaba, the lives of our Kabir, we'll find that they didn't shirk in this at all, not one but. Hazrat Mahusain Ahmad Bandi one day is traveling by train. And in the third class, then one person, not a Muslim, a Hindu, wakes up to go to the toilet. But then suddenly he comes out faster than he went in. So Hazrat observed this, that this person went in and came out faster than he went in. So he immediately realized what happened. When this person sat down again, he could observe that this person is restless, he's uneasy. So he woke up quietly after a short while, without making any indication of where he's going, why he's going. Quietly went away to the toilet. And after a while he came back, and then he told this person this much only, that you can go to the toilet now. So the person said, no, I can't go to the toilet. I've just been. He said, no, no, you can go to the toilet, don't worry. So this person was not sure what the whole story is about. I went there just now and came. So in any case, he went back. When he went back, he found it completely cleaned out. Who cleaned it out for him? This great personality of his time. Sheikh Ewaqt of the time. And for who is cleaning it? He knows this person is not a Muslim too. He knows he's a Hindu. But he cleaned it for him. So in that sense, there won't be, let alone making, fulfilling rights. We'll go beyond rights. We'll make ihsan and ikram. And the Quran Shari speaks about it. That Allah Ta'ala does not prevent you an tabarru wa tuqsitu that you make ihsan and you are just to those, whoever they may be, provided that they do not become an obstacle in you being a servant of Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, the point here was that this is one issue. One issue is the rights of people, whoever they are. No matter what the person is, we will fulfill his rights, we'll make ihsan, we'll make ikram on him. Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an was living on an, in a house where the upper story was occupied by a Jew. And he was living on the lower end. And this person from his toilet the waste was dripping. He wasn't aware of it. It wasn't the kind of slabs maybe that we have nowadays. But even nowadays the slabs also drip too. So it's no big deal about having such a slab sometimes. So in any case, this was dripping through into the house of Hassan. And he would quietly just clean it up and don't say a word. And years passed. And when he was on his deathbed, he called for those Yahudi. 
And he said to him that, look, this has been carrying on. I didn't mean to, or I have no need to tell you about it in that, that I was disturbed or anything, not for that reason. But I am on my way out. Tomorrow somebody else will occupy this place. They may respond differently. So therefore, for your for your well-wishing, I'm telling you, that it is better that you sort this out. But until that time, he didn't even bring it to his attention. And for who? For a Yahudi. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, anything comes into his home, something comes, some new fruit came for the first fruit of the season. Came into his house, first fruit of the season. His first question to his family is, Jaruna al-Yahudi. Have you all sent something for our Yahudi neighbor first? Our Yahudi neighbor first. Because he's a neighbor, he's got rights. Whereas our situation is, we merely hear the word Yahud and we know what sentiments go through our mind. But he's a neighbor, he's got rights. So one is fulfilling the rights of whoever it is. And not just fulfilling the rights, going beyond rights. Making ihsan on them. Making ikram to them. But a separate issue altogether is becoming involved in somebody's celebration in somebody's merrymaking, when this is all steeped in their kufr, in their shirk, to become part of it in any way, this is something totally out of the question. Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadiz Ma'azakiri has mentioned one incident in his upbeat, in his biography, that there was one very pious person who one day came out of his house and as he stepped out, it was that day of the year when the Hindus used to celebrate Holi. Nowadays it seems that even it's happening more here as well, locally too. But this is something that happens every year in India. And part of that traditional celebration and custom is that they color everything red. They color one another red also. So this person, pious person, came out of his house and as he stepped out he saw this whole thing happening in front of him all over the place everything is all red everybody is colored red too so as he looked aside he saw one donkey tied on the side or standing there so as he looked at the donkey he said to the donkey that how come nobody colored you and at that time he was chewing one pan and a person chews pan the saliva becomes red so he said how come nobody colored you and obviously the donkey is not going to understand anything but he's just now observing what's going on he looked at the donkey and said how come nobody colored you and he spat on the donkey in other words that red saliva went to the donkey, the donkey got colored red also and this was just something in passing and he carried on and forgot about it and life carried on eventually he passed away when he passed away some other person saw him in a dream and many times we discuss this issue about dreams and it's important to just mention this much at least again every time so that we don't take the wrong message out of it that dreams are true sometimes sometimes dreams have no meaning dreams can be used to take a lesson provided it is within the limits of deen that we are operating you can't establish some shari proof out of a dream etc so in any case this person some other buzruk saw him in a dream they asked him how did everything go with you Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala forgave me. But there's this one little snake that's on my lip. And it is torturing me and tormenting me. And I was told that 
why did you become part of the celebration of my enemies? Why did you become part of the celebration of my enemies? So therefore, this is something that we should be completely aloof from. Now there's various ways in which, unfortunately, we become involved in this. One is sometimes people become actively involved. Alhamdulillah, those who got some idea of deen, who got some link with deen, then they will generally not become part of these things actively. Where a person goes to such venues himself or becomes part of such parting and all these things. Alhamdulillah, those who have got some taluk with deen, some taluk with the effort of deen, etc., they will stay far away from this. But somehow we also passively become participants in various ways. For example, very simple, straightforward thing. It is obvious at this time of the year, business starts booming. And a person is running his business, so he will he'll make business any time of the year. If he's busy at certain time of the year, he'll be busy as well. So people have sales also. That's fine in its place to have a sale any time of the year. But a mu'min never has a Christmas sale. <coughs> what link does he have with that? He'll have a sale, if he wants to have a sale. He will never have anything called a Christmas sale. Or a mu'min, he will never give somebody a gift in December as part of his client that is a celebration time now so I'm giving my clients a gift he wants to give his clients a gift by all means he'll give them Eid time that itself will serve as an additional opportunity of Dawat that why are you giving us now well it's our Eid we have been fasting the month of Ramadan it's time of Eid now so we give you a gift so he'll want to know you're fasting really what's all fasting about you got a chance to make some Dawat so you want to give somebody a gift by all means that is fine but that won't happen in December linked to somebody else's celebration. It will happen in your celebration. It will be a means of bringing others closer to deen. So mu'min won't even become, these are just one or two examples that how sometimes without realizing it, not that anybody does it deliberately to become part of that, but it is just that we didn't think about it that this is the reality. That we have become passive participants. We have become passive participants in a celebration which is a celebration of shirk. So this is something that we have to be conscious about. We have to be very alert about these things, so that we remain away from this. A mu'min has nothing, no resemblance to any other person, any other creed. He has his distinct identity. Can we imagine there's a Muslim army fighting some kuffar army? Or first just to take the examples, one country, there's a war with another country. And a person fighting for this country decides to adopt the uniform of the enemy soldiers. Their colors and their uniform. So what will be the case? How will he be dealt with? They'll charge him for high treason maybe. That you want to take the, the enemy's uniform and their colors. So likewise a mu'min has his unique distinct identity how he goes about things, what he does, when he celebrates, what is his celebration all about, and how he remains aloof from anything else that is against that. So this is a mu'min. And our entire maqsad in life is the akhirat. These little things that will come and go, this is not something that will be anything that we will link our hearts to, link ourselves to. Our link will be to Allah Ta'ala. When a mu'min is linked to Allah Ta'ala, his heart is filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala, then these things around him that he is seeing what's going on, it won't have any effect on him. He won't want to be part of it at all. He is happier with what he has inside. 
He's not looking for any entertainment outside. His entertainment is all inside his heart, which is the reality. He doesn't have any need to be having some kind of fun and excitement elsewhere. So this is what the whole need is. That we fill our hearts with the love of Allah Ta'ala. We fill our hearts with the greatness of Allah Ta'ala. And when the sweetness of the love of Allah Ta'ala has come in the hearts, then a person won't be looking for sweetness outside. Then he'll be happy wherever he is. And then when he's alone also, he's in company. He's in company with Allah Ta'ala. تم سا کوئی ہمدم کوئی دم ساز نہیں باتیں تو ہر دم مگر آواز نہیں دین ہی ول بی سینگ بائی مینس آف ہز زبان حال ہز پرسن سو ٹو سی ول بی سینگ او اللہ تم سا کوئی ہمدم کوئی دم ساز نہیں اللہ دز نو کمپینین لائک یو باتیں تو ہے ہر دم مگر آواز نہیں دس ٹوٹل کانسٹنٹ کمیونیکیشن از ٹیکنگ پلیس دا اونلی ڈفرنس از نو ساؤنڈ از نو ساؤنڈ اٹ از ڈائریکٹ It is direct link, wireless connection. And there's no sound in it only. Otherwise, there's constant communication all the time. Now, when he is communicating with Allah all the time, he is not feeling dejected. He's got no friend to talk to. He's talking to his greatest friend. So what friend he's going to be looking for outside? When a person doesn't have that connection with Allah, now he's feeling lonely without any outside friends. Not that he will disregard anybody. He will regard friends as a ni'mat also. But if he's alone also, he's in company. And he's alone also, he's happy. And he's forever pleased with the decree of Allah. So in any case, this was an important aspect to discuss for this time of the year, that how we save ourselves, how we got to be protecting ourselves. Sometimes, as we mentioned, some passive participation, just something else coming to mind, that people say, well, let's go down and take a drive to see the Christmas lights. What link we got with that? It's not, nothing to do with us. Why must we be admiring somebody else's celebration of shirk? We got nothing to do with it. So these things and any other thing of this nature, we are, we got, we got what we got is far, far superior and this cannot compare to one iota of it. We have to build our ta'aluk with Allah tabarak wa ta'ala by means of the remembrance of Allah ta'ala, by means of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, by being in the company of the Ahlullah, by being in the halqas of ta'alim, we spend our time in the path of Allah Ta'ala, all these things will be what will enhance this love of Allah Ta'ala and then we will be wherever we are with Allah Ta'ala. And then we will have the greatest peace and joy and serenity and enjoyment. May Allah Ta'ala grant it to me and all of us. Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast on deen, take us with iman and raise us on the day of qiyamah to iman. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. بسيد دروشري اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله 
صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نواله الله ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہو لکا شکر کلہو اللہم لا نحسی ثنان علیک انت کما اثنیت على نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمدا صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہو اہلو یا ربی صلی وسلم دائما ابدا 
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اله العالمين يا الله يا مصنفل يا الله from head to toe we are covered in sin يا الله اله العالمين all your nعمات all your bounties have been showered every second upon us يا الله every moment upon us يا الله يا الله but all that we did we returned all the favors you have given us with disobedience and sin يا الله ilahul alamin you forgive our great crime ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you forgive us entirely ya allah cleanse us like the day we were born ya allah ilahul alamin make us your pious and obedient servants ya allah ilahul alamin save us from all the fitna and fasad ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you grant us your mohabbat ya allah fill our hearts with your love ya allah grant us the sweetness of iman ya allah ilahul alamin give us the joy of salah ya allah give us the pleasure of tilawat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah give us the ecstasy of dua ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah Ya Allah you keep us safe from every kind of haram ya Allah keep us safe from every kind of evil ya Allah Ilahul alamin protect us ya Allah protect our brothers and sisters ya Allah protect our children ya Allah protect our family members ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ilahul alamin throughout the world wherever the muslims are ya Allah you grant them khair and ya Allah protect them ya Allah protect the lives ya Allah protect the iman the amal the akhlaq the honor and the wealth and property of every muslim ya Allah Ilahul alamin wherever the muslims are suffering remove their hardships and suffering ya Allah Ilahul alamin all those who are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima ya Allah Ya Allah those who are in any kind of financial difficulty remove their difficulties ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have asked us to make dua for them ya Allah give them the best of the dunya and the akhirah ya Allah Ilahul alamin keep us steadfast on iman ya Allah take us at the time of our mouth with iman ya Allah take us at the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah ya Allah take us at the time that you are pleased with us ya Allah and we are pleased with you ya Allah take us on tawbatan nasuh ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah ya Allah ya Allah fill their قبرز بالنور يا الله يا الله grant them the high stages in the akhirah ya Allah ilahul alamin at the time of our mortal so ya Allah you take us with ease ya Allah ya Allah fill our قبرز also with nur ya Allah ilahul alamin grant us the shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya Allah let him be happy to see us on that day ya Allah ya Allah save us from that situation that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is displeased with us ya Allah ilahul alamin grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah ilahul alamin all the pious aspirations that each one has in their hearts ya Allah you fulfill it ya Allah You are the know of each one's needs ya Allah you grant each one's their needs ya Allah ilahul alamin remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah ya Allah make us all yours ya Allah you become ours ya Allah ya Allah you become ours ya Allah and make us yours ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi asked for ya Allah we are also begging for all that good ya Allah whatever nabi sallallahu alaihi sought refuge from ya Allah you grant us refuge also from all that ya Allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammadun sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammadun sallallahu alaihi wasallam anta almusta'an wa 'alayka albalagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-'ali al-'azim وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله